It's Amber Bradley, your host for the unscripted side of LP. It's Talk LP Podcast time. What up? Talk LP Podcast time. Everyone's favorite time of the week when you are listening, strapping on those headphones, listening to Talk LP. It's unapologetic series time. It's been a while, Brett Ward. That's right. It feels like it's been like months. I know it hasn't been, but it feels like it's been forever. So I'm really glad we're both physically stationary for an hour and can catch up. It's good to see you, my friend. You look great. Oh, thank you. You know, still working on that quarantine 20, whatever. Hey, it's good to see you too. Look, one of the reasons that you're so busy again i can't even get you virtually is because wz is back yo you guys are on the road in person thank god yeah it feels good you know i i think that you know a handful of us never really stopped it just it, it felt like it went away because it was so spread thin right we would get on a plane we would go out but it might be doing certainly like q3 q4 last year and q1 one a month live and the rest of them virtual so it was just weird you know i lost my 1k status after i think 15 years in a row so you know i'm standing back heard i know right i don't think anyone can imagine as much as you love traveling you losing your status because that's the worst you're like downgraded Oh, I'm I'm back in the back of the bus. Yeah, I'm jammed into those seats. My six foot six frame does not go well. I got to at least get an exit row. So yeah, thanks United for turning <laughs> your back on me after 30 years of travel with you because I couldn't get you know 100,000 miles over last year. But now we're out. You know, um, it's it feels good. I, I've been telling clients all along. I mean, just me personally. I would do it in an airplane hangar wearing a hazmat suit. Just just, <laughs> just to get you know. off of Zoom. Now, you guys have been doing some training, super effective being via Zoom, let's just say, but it feels good to have the human interaction. Absolutely, right? I mean, just to be able to communicate and see facial expressions that aren't in a little Brady Bunch box that you can't see anyway. Um, You know, to be able to have those sidebars, to have people be able to approach you and talk about unique conversations and things going on that they need guidance on even outside of work, that you're not going to be able to do, right? And Zoom and Teams have been an incredible blessing for us. I mean, they kept everything going. They they kept the wheel turning in a very challenging time. And, And they, you know, knock on wood... 99% 99% of the population who's come through that was like, that was fantastic. I mean, it was great. Yeah. We were able to communicate. We were able to get the message across. They they were just appreciative that they could even get training during yeah. such a terrible, terrible time when, you know, so many of our colleagues are, you know, were displaced or, you know, some even still looking. So huge blessing virtually. But yeah, you know, the old dogs like me that have been around since dirt will never get used to that, you know looking at yourself in a camera and talking for two or three days, never going to get used to that. No. Never gonna get used to it. no, it's like, uh, I always talk about colleges and how online degrees are great. Getting a degree is great online, whatever. But I am, I am a huge believer 
and and there's research to show this by the way in-person learning is way more effective it just is it is so i mean sorry it is so very cool you guys have both the offering now that everybody's back you guys have a schedule of in-person classes so they need to check it out wz.com i'm sure and it actually just got updated too um we we had a conference call i don't know if it was this last week or the week before because some of these areas that we would like to go into you know the states don't have the stipulate they're, they're not allowing us to have those kind of meetings yet so we had to go back and look at our original calendar to make sure that we could get out an updated calendar to folks to say okay here are some specific cities that we are absolutely going to get into where regulations don't restrict us to where we can get a big enough room so that everybody can kind of have their own six foot table, their own eight foot table. Yeah, you guys are full on CDC guidelines, full on. Without a doubt. Now yeah. we're not gonna risk it. Uh, we wouldn't do that to our own people and we're, we're definitely not gonna do that to our clientele. So it is by the book. By the and book. Those virtuals, I mean, again, because of necessity and need, they just fill up, you know, we, we cap them because we want to have as much interaction as we possibly can with, with the folks in these, um, in these pro zoom classes. Um, so, you know, they don't get outrageously large, which is why they just, they kind of fill up, but every time yeah. one fills up, we, we add another one. So yeah. more people could go to the city that you're going to, yeah. that will allow you to have because I mean, yeah. you know, maybe you could drive there, maybe it's a short flight, you know, whatever, yeah. right? So to that end of you guys being back on the road, we brought you yeah. back for this unapologetic series for a little real, real world, real travel tips updated yeah. Yeah. with the BW here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've, I've been flying my ass off so far this year and a lot of it has been, I've had quite a few personal segments as well, but, I went back just to look to see what I had on um, one of the airlines that I work on. And I was over 28 segments with them so far. And then I've got another couple airlines that I sporadically use. So man, I've been humping it at 36,000 feet. And, you know, now that I live out here in the sticks, you know, it's always two flights everywhere. And two oh, flights God, I'm with you. So we're both now Tennesseans. Yeah, so yeah. congratulations to us. But it is, in fact, the sticks. It, connector. It is, you yeah, learned this word called connector. And I don't, I couldn't fathom it from Atlanta, but now it's a reality. Yeah. It's, it's challenging, isn't it? When you're so used that that was one of the beauties of a Chicago or a Houston or a Denver or a Dallas or, you know, living there is you can pretty much go anywhere. You can even go international in one second. You know? And now, you know, I can't even get to Oklahoma city without <laughs> having to fly through. Korea. So it's, uh, you know, you're going to rack up a few more miles and a few more segments. Uh, these airports, I honestly, Amber, I have no idea how they survived. I remember shooting out a couple videos. One in particular, I was walking through Kansas City's airport, and I was literally the only person, I mean, for an hour in that terminal. And I was doing, you know, the camera. That's your way. Xanadu. I have absolutely no idea how they survived. It was glorious. It was so <laughs> awesome being on the planes. You have been a natural social distancer from the beginning. Let's be from honest. This has been a Xanadu for you. From day one. I, my heart went out because obviously we, we want our travel industry brothers and sisters to survive this. But 
it was it was crazy, you know, going sitting on airports with you know being on airplanes with five people. Or I, I can't even tell you how many hotels I was in where, you know, how when you go into the hotel they get the sticker right on the door so you can see if anybody's opened it, where you know you are the only person on that floor because you can see the sticker. One person on an entire floor of a you know a Hilton or you know something like that, and you're going. This is unbelievable. But now I'm telling you, I, I, I was on 12 birds over the last seven days. And uh, again, some of the personal, some of the professional, the airports are getting right back to normal, right? Yeah, We're packed. Packed, people crowding up on you. I mean, it's like people have already forgotten what's going on. You know, they load, they load from the back of the plane. Everybody jams up at the front, like, because they can't understand. It's so easy to say, if, you, if you're if you in row 18 through 24, come now. It's like, people are freaking idiots. They're back. But we're all jammed in there together. You know, you go down the escalator, get your back. Somebody's standing on the step behind you, and you're like. Yeah. Yeah, but now it's almost, like, socially acceptable to give that horrible face to people if they're too close to you, which I've been giving in the in my past, I give the face, but now it's socially acceptable because you're just looking out for your own health. Yeah. So you give that, what, what is you know. You know. <laughs> yeah, what, what's wrong with you? What's yeah. wrong with you? Wear, wear a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Can you Second. back up, you know? I mean, but it's interesting. It makes me happy. I try to keep reminding myself, be grateful, right? Because we could all be locked down and I could just be, you know, doing what I was doing, which is eating, drinking my face off, right? right. Which is not good for anybody. But you think about it, it's like, okay, we're grateful. But man, when they started putting those middle seats back in, I was like, I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. Well, fortunate enough, I guess we're unfortunate. A lot of my birds initiate with those regional jets. So, you know, it's two and two or two and one. So I can always grab the one side and at least mask up and put my hoodie over and put my earphones on and try to avoid as many droplets as possible. But you gotta I, look pretty scary. A six six dude in a hoodie, like masked up. I mean cap, glasses on to protect droplets in the eyes. Yeah, headphones on. I'm sure when I walk down the uh, the way people are like, okay, that dude, that that guy looks he looks angry. He so looks people angry. are wondering because you've been on so many birds, like travel tips. Like what? What should people absolutely know? I mean, you talked about the glasses. So your your is your suggestion hoodie glasses. What do you think about the people with the mask and the shields going on? I don't know. I you get know, it. Our, our family's been personally touched by this virus on multiple people, and I am all for people paying attention right now. You know. Yeah. I used to be the dude that would get there a couple hours early because I, I don't I don't rush. I'm not going to run ever. I'd rather miss a flight than run through an airport. Okay, it's not going to happen. But now I'm you know because we don't have to be there two hours early. We're still at probably 50 75 percent traffic. Give yourself an hour. Watch the crowd. Don't sit at the gate. You know, sit down two or three gates if you can. And yeah, I'm all for, you know, I still am, I'm, I'm wearing gloves half the time. Um, you know, those little polyurethane things. Um, and then as soon as I get off the bird, I take them off, right? Or like when I get to the hotel, same thing, I'll throw them on. And I know that they're doing everything they can. But um, yeah, I always was kind of a wiped down guy anyway. I mean, yeah. prior to this. A bit, a bit of a germaphobe, but in a healthy way. 
Yeah, yeah. I was always kind of weird about it and, you know, just living in hotels practically. So it just reinforced, you know, the first 20 years with this outfit that it was worth it. Um, you know, in the last uh, certainly couple and moving forward, we all just need to pay attention. We need to be courteous, right? Pay attention yeah. to other people. Don't, don't get on the escalator behind people. Give it a couple steps. Don't feel Avoiding like the crowd, you know? Yeah, yeah, you're avoiding the crowd. I think it's smart, but you are a testament to folks being able to do it. You know, I mean, you do it safely. Have your PPE on. I mean, duh, duh, right? And then, you know, I always bring the little sanitizer always around. I'm just always sanitizing my hands. I mean, it dries it out like crazy, but it's worth it, right? I mean, a constantly sanitizing washing makes sense. And you're, right. you're, you are a, a testament to you. It can be done. Yeah, knock on wood, you know, haven't tested positive, haven't had any issues. I feel like, you know, I've probably got every virus known to man. I'm sure if I took an antibody test, I'd have it in me and just, my body was just, you know, immune after exposure to everything on the planet over the last 33 years. But wear your mask, you know, be diligent. Think about other people, okay? We're, we're, we'll all get through this. I think if we can get into that September, October range, they're thinking, right, we're going to be 80% vaccinated or at least start developing a little bit of herd immunity and we'll look through this, but people are really starting to not pay attention here. Like not just airports, you see it at restaurants too, right? I almost flipped my lid. This is exactly why I got off social media a couple of years ago, because I knew I would see things like I saw on LinkedIn the other day, which by the way is still the last social media outlet that I have. And that one's a goner soon. No, but it can't be. <laughs> somebody would put on there that they took a picture of a sign that said, you know, our staff is not wearing masks um, at this point in time. And you're more than welcome to come in and dine with us. But if you have a problem with that, um, feel free to come back when you're, when you're comfortable. And then I saw a couple of links associated with that for, you know, some of these wild cards out there that, you know, everything is a conspiracy, right? And again, unless you've been personally touched by this and you're actually willing to watch the news and take one side or the other, you're at the mercy of ignorance anyway. So um, it's stuff like that that really, you know, most of the restaurants that I've been to, and I always tell people when they ask me, you know, I feel comfortable about it. I do. I just go at weird times, right? I'm not going to go have breakfast at nine o'clock in the morning. I'm gonna go at six o'clock in the morning and I'm probably not gonna sit in there anyway, but I'm gonna have lunch, you know, at either 10.30 or two. Yeah, odd times. Dinner at either four or seven, you know, or 7.30, depending upon if I'm meeting somebody or, you know, by myself. And you can, you can pretty much go into a lot of these places and have nobody within two or three tables from you. Yeah, and that's a weird example of the restaurant, right? I mean, many restaurants we've seen, um, and everybody go out to eat, <laughs> support your local restaurants, right? That are, I've never seen that ever, right? Most are, we require it, right? So, you you know, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't know where I saw it. I saw it on LinkedIn when somebody had posted that, and it was just one of those, hey, what do you think about? And it could have been something goofy that somebody put on LinkedIn just to generate angst and anger and venom yeah See you know some some of these places even my beloved texas born and raised lived there four different times you know kind of decided hey we're, we're gonna open up you know we're gonna get things going the governor uh, started working on removing the mask mandate and started wanted 
restaurants at 100% capacity, wanted ball fields to be open, you know, people start coming in there. And there's risk associated with that, obviously, but it's not going to be long before, you know, when your governor says, hey, we're going to open things up, and I'm really considering doing away with the mask thing, that restaurants, churches, you know, the whole nine yards are going to jump on that. They're going to be like, okay, well, the governor says it, let's, let's do it. Yeah, I don't know. I'm loving the fact that I've always wanted to wear a mask on a plane, but felt like a weirdo. Now it's just totally acceptable. I don't think I'll ever be on a plane, you know, packed in with people. They're sneezing and coughing without wearing a mask. You know, yeah. think what you may about whether they work or not. But look, let's talk about real quick um, what you're seeing, right? You've been out talking to LP folks and, you know, uh, all around the country, we've established that. You know, what do you think is hitting up the LP community or HR? Because I know you 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 deal with both HR, ER. You know, like what's everybody talking about? You know, this new normal. It doesn't have to be COVID related. Maybe it's social unrest related. Like, what are people talking about as challenges coming up for them, and 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 how how are they tackling them? Have you had any of those conversations? Yeah, yeah. Um, probably a lot more on the ethics and ER and HR side of it, just personally. But, uh, you know, I still talk with a lot of our AP and LP folks, um, you know, check writers and things like that, setting up contracts. And um, I think that they're seeing spikes, obviously, especially when you have um, a downturn in headcount in a lot of these departments. And it was in all verticals. There was a lot of serious anxiety on interaction with as like an external or something from an LP perspective or an AP perspective. I think that the days of, you know, grabbing shoplifters have changed um, than they used to. And we're probably going to see a significant upturn in prevention, like true prevention, uh, being open, being visible, uh, communicating with people walking through the building versus, you know, the days of trying to apprehend somebody just out of pure safety. Um, from an ER, HR, ethics, and AR related, they're just absolutely spiking on the hostile work environment scenarios. Um, and you, you, you would, you'd see that one coming from a mile away, right? I mean, a lot of people who were dismissed or shelved for a while and uh, had some pent-up anger associated with, you know, how horrible a deal would that be, right? And now being brought back in slowly, being behind the eight ball financially, uh, having a little bit of an agenda um, upon return. And then, you know, their, their bat phone is ringing hard and heavy with complaints. So a uh, huge uptick in that. I'm definitely seeing an uptick in people utilizing technology to have conversations. Um, a lot of our clientele are still doing the face-to-face, -face, uh, still you know, doing a Let's go into a conference room, sit six to eight feet apart, have that conversation. But again, out of pure safety, I think they're moving towards um, a lot of interviews over technology. And so, I mean, that's good for us as well. Um, yeah. Let me ask Chris, you. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about, you know, you guys, and, and I hear this a lot, you know, that the challenge for some LP investigators, right, is they get the face-to-face -face thing down, but the phone thing is always tough, right? And, and some of it's vice versa. But do you think that with this Zoom thing where everybody's comfortable now, do you think more investigators are going to have to go from 
just picking up the phone to now the Zoom conversation is going to replace the phone? Uh, it appears no. Um, actually, and I personally, I thought they would um, because if we could have that visual ability to communicate, provide empathy with our body language and tonal qualities and eyes and mannerisms and things like that, that it would be impactful. But are there some that are utilizing Teams and, and Zoom and WebEx and some of these other things? Yeah, there are. But quite a few of them, at least that I have personally dealt with, are actually just sticking to the phone. Sticking to the phone. They have some unique concerns about recording, um, which, you know, we always tell people, you should be anticipating you're being recorded regardless. You know, Yeah, you, all the time. Whether you're on the phone, face-to-face, -face, or over Zoom, you need to be just under the impression that it's on record, regardless of, no, half, 99% of the people out there don't know the difference between interstate or intrastate law if they're on the phone or, you know, couldn't, couldn't find a list of one party versus two party consent states if they knew how to get on Google. They just <laughs> watch way too much TV and they're getting jammed into a conversation that could lead to disciplinary action and they're recording that. Um, so I think a lot of folks are actually still leaning towards just the phone at this yeah. point in time. But um, I think that we will see technology for sure, you know, being utilized, at, especially if the technology is solid. You know, if we can have a good, clean conversation without a lot of breaks, obviously when you could have internet go down or weather move through or something like that that could cause uh, a Zoom or Teams call to look shaky, right? We start on film and then all of a sudden it goes dark. And then it comes back up. Well, everybody's going to question what happened, right? Did you intentionally cut that? No, it was like it was a wind's blowing a thousand miles an hour out here, and a lot. Oh, sure. My guess is when you when it went dark, Brett, that's probably when you you know you threatened them or you know said, "Hey, be honest with me. I'll go to bed." There's a lot of oh. negatives, right? Yeah. But. Um, I think that we will gravitate just like we have from a training perspective into utilizing every tool, you know, that we have possible. And I know personally for me, if I had the ability to either choose just straight phone or choose something over Zoom and Teams, I would, I would prefer the visual aspect of it as well. I would like to see the, you know, the reactions to some of the conversations, the stimuluses that we're utilizing inside these, you know, negotiations of the truth. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, I think as a, I would think if I was a new interrogator, I would probably want to just use the phone because then you've got your stuff, yeah. you know, and you can't see me being like, oh, well, you know, not that, you know, <laughs> you really should be more prepared than that if you're going into an interview, right? Uh, you know, don't get me on my soapbox. It's an important thing for the person. You're changing yeah. their life. Like, be prepared. Get trained. You'd think. Say you would and think for sure. All right, what else? What else should you give? Are you giving your tips unapologetically to say, okay, LP crew, doesn't it seem like it was just January yesterday? Now we're going second quarter into 2021. Like, what's up? Like, give us yeah. some, some lowdown. We covered the travel, we covered the hot issues. Like, anything else you're just like, need to get off your chest today. I, you know, I would say again, and I know I've said this before on our calls, but this is something that I'm seeing a lot of, and I'll, I'll give the classic example. Okay. This past week I was in San Antonio and there's an organization that hires, um, 
Well, they've got a, a really robust ethics team. And the 99% of them, I think, has a legal background, has been through law school, things like that. Um, went down, flew down to San Antonio, literally one guy over the course of two days. That is dedication right there by an organization that's willing to let one guy have two full days of one-on-one -on -one training. Amazing, amazing. But this guy is going to be responsible for everything. And his background is law. Okay. He was a veteran, 25-year military veteran. His background is law. He's coming into an organization, and his title is going to be ethics, and his focus is going to be operational integrity and things like that. Has zero experience from a like an LP or AP standpoint to be able to handle those conversations. Did three years as an ER investigator, but three years is, you know, Ain't nobody doing anything for three years and walking away James Bond. What we're seeing is that people are looking for talent, period. Okay. Certificates, training, fantastic. It all looks good on a resume. No certificate ever proved competency in anything. Initials behind your name, fantastic. Dedication to your education, building your resume, proving that you understand concept, passing a test. Fantastic. Some people are good at passing tests. What about these organizations that are looking for folks who may have a kind of a pretty straightforward background, but are now going to be cross vertical? Okay. And I think what we're getting ready to see is, and this is what I would challenge our AP and LP folks is, <clears throat> you probably have a pretty good grasp of the operational integrity and the theft angle. Get a grasp on something else as quickly as possible because those are the folks that are going to be incredibly marketable right now that these organizations look for. And I imagine pay probably quite well, um, knowing that they are going to have to be multi-vertical. So I don't think, I'm not saying that I don't think like LP is ever gonna go away or AP is gonna, or HR is gonna go away and it just becomes an investigative unit. But we are going to see organizations out there like the one that I worked for this past week that are going to say, I need you to be able to do everything. And we'll still have folks out there that work in these different verticals. But if the bat phone rings and it's unique, it's political, it's bloody, it's messy, you're going to be the gal. You're going to be the dude okay, that I'm going to call on. And that just makes people worth their weight in gold. And I, I think that's the direction that we're, we're headed in the private sector. And again, I don't want people to be freaking out like, you know, well, should I immediately run over and get my SHRM credentials if I'm an LP now? No, I don't think that's the case unless you just have an interest in, you know, adding that to your resume, which would be awesome, right? Dedication to a craft. But I think that the industry is going to go the direction where they're, they're looking for people that can do anything and everything. Not so much somebody who has mastered the art of how to handle a, do a theft interrogation you know, or a, yeah. a title seven interview you know something like that so that would be that'd be my challenge and again prior to when i work went to work for these guys you know in 97 uh, i did 10 years in the field and it was strictly integrity that was it i mean if there wasn't a hey if a theft came, theft comes up, you're the dude. It was, if something went down, you were called on. That's kind of the way it was 
kind of the pre-LP world or pre-AP world. I think it was called that, but it was thought of differently, you know, yeah. 25 years ago. It was more of a, if we got a problem, you're it. You, know, you got to go. And then we just, these associations, these verticals became uber professional, you know, and we started seeing four-year degrees associated with being in the LP world, the AP world, things like that. It was awesome. Um, but it kind of streamlined people, right? kind of pigeonholed folks to where this is going to be your role and this is going to be your job. And it seems like we're going another direction now. Yeah, it's interesting. And you hear what's, what's really cool is all of these interviews that we're doing on Talk LP. I mean, we've interviewed a ton of executives, um, Bloomingdale's, Kohl's, PetSmart. I mean, the list goes on. And one of the common themes that you hear about with these people at the, at the highest level of their organization is that, right? They actually spent the time in you know their career going up the ladder in different departments moving around doing different things so if you hear what brett is saying and you're thinking you know jump on some of these other podcasts because you actually have the loss prevention and asset protection leaders in the industry talking about how they did it how they achieved you know a different even whether it's vp of lp or coo that came from lp like how does that all fit together um, so yeah, check, check out the other, uh, leaders on here, you know, talking about that. Cause it's a great point. And they talk about how you do it. Cause I think, you know, that's, that's one of the things that is tough. You want people to be like, yeah, great. Now what, how do yeah. we do that? Yeah. I, I think a lot of times you're going to have to invite yourself to the table, right? I mean, you have a role, we all have a role to play. You know, I have a role with WZ it's to, run the private division and act as a consultant and be, um, you know, a speaker for the organization. But, you know, I still have to work in federal law enforcement. I still have to potentially do military gigs, still have to do, like I've done the last 10 years, a ton of work in the ER, HR arena, educate, ask, volunteer, don't, don't bark about how wonderful we are and how many certificates we have, you know, go prove it. You know, yeah. invite yourself to the table. So, you know, go cross lines and say, I would love to be a part of your next meeting. I want to learn more. How can I play a role? Well, we appreciate you, Brett. Jumping in for another unapologetic series. You know, we're here just for you to get the things off your chest. We got to do this more often so you can, you know, it's like therapy. Really, it's like your Zen garden right here at Talk LP. Amen. I'd love to. I'd love to come back. Next time we'll talk about all these uh, folks in athletic sta uh, stadiums throwing trash cans at my beloved Houston Astros. Oh, yes, we will get into that. Those baseball owners have uh, failed math on this 20 to 50 percent capacity thing. Where do they find those people? Yeah, look, I don't know. You thought you got to wonder too. They probably have season tickets. They're probably ones that are getting offered the seats. Mm -hmm. Man, I mean, my AAA team here in Nashville, I hardly got the tickets, you know, because you like had to like call immediately. It's crazy. I'm looking forward to getting back, you know, full capacity where you're high-fiving with the person next to you. Who knows? Who knows when that'll be? We'll get back there. It'll be a while, but we'll get back there. Everybody be safe out there, please. Wear a mask. I look forward to seeing you in airports. Come up and say hi if you see me traipsing through one. I'll pull the hoodie down and take the glasses off. We'll have a normal conversation. Just stand six feet away. Just <laughs> Thanks, Brett. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Now, always remember to download 
the sweetest app on the market, Talk LP News app. You're going to get Smarts, which is a new tab, exclusive content for Talk LP from Professor Adrian Beck. Best you didn't know that. Just released. All right, guys, thanks so much. You can always tweet us at Let's Talk LP. Brett Ward's not on Twitter anymore. Can't tweet him, but you can tag him on LinkedIn when we air this podcast. See everybody out. Cast, cast, cast. No one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it. Cause no one can do it like we do it, like we do it, like we do it.